Before we jump into this Valentine's Day episode, I have to stop you for a second. Have you written a review for me on iTunes yet? See, there's this like weird bureaucracy thing happening with iTunes that they don't think you're very good unless your people leave a comment or a review on iTunes. And I know I'm one of those people that just likes to listen to podcasts and not leave a review. But now that I make podcasts, like, well, I understand the value of it now. So if you like this podcast, I need you to do that little thing where you go into your iTunes and you open it and you leave a review and you just rate it. I would so freaking appreciate it. Next thing is you have to send this episode to a fellow single girl or taken person because uh, I think it's really valuable and I think it'll add a nice little touch to their Valentine's Day to just look at it in a really concrete, tangible way to make it a better holiday and not have those like icky feelings. So without further ado, enjoy. What's up? Welcome to Faith and Other F-Words podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's place into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Ah, yes. The lovely holiday of Valentine's Day, which if you are single, is often a time for you to feel like a loser and having all these worries and doubts and fears. And if you're in a relationship, depending on the length of the relationship. It could be exciting or it could be agonizing. Uh, A lot of people find Valentine's Day to be stressful and uh, also kind of like a Hallmark holiday. It's like, why do I have to tell you I love you just on this day? And there can be a lot of pressure to perform, not in like a sexual way, but um, just as a partner, like showing somebody an extravagant dinner or gifts to prove their love when in actuality, a lot of people think that, you know, it's just another day. So Valentine's Day, I think that no matter if you are single or taken, it can be stressful, right? It's like, what do you pick? What do you do? As a single person, it starts like bringing up all these existential questions of what you're doing with your life. And, you know, it, celebrating Galentine's is like a, I, to me, it kind of feels like a, a backup participation, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like consolation prize. It's like, well, you don't have a significant other, so go get drunk with your girlfriends. Uh, And I'm taking a morbid approach on it, obviously. But I wanted to kind of share two stories that have brought me a little bit of insight that I think will be very valuable for you, regardless if you are single or taken this upcoming Valentine's Day. Now, normally I don't drink and pod, but tonight I'm having a little bit of... A wine I can't pronounce. It's a Guzimzimer. I don't know, but it's a little bit sweet and it's white and I really just enjoy it. So I'm having a little glass of this tonight. Uh, And the two stories that I want to share with you is the first, I am training for a half marathon at the end of this month. So I have been battling um, some injuries and just trying to like rehabilitate it so that I can be in good running condition, uh, for the end of this month. And so I went on a run the other day and 
I haven't been able to hit more than a five mile run. Um, I have only hit that once before and every other time I've been running, I get to like two and a half, three, and then my body for one sort of injury or another just kicks in and I'm like, okay, I don't want to push it. So this last run I went on, I was like, the goal is five miles. And I was so wrapped up in the act of the run and the metrics and the goal and like making sure I finish that I found myself 0.75 into the run, just struggle city. And I was like, all right, what can I do to like change this? And I put on a playlist that I ran the last half marathon and then I found myself kind of just like jamming and I found myself kind of dancing as I was running to the music and I had little dance moves and suddenly my pace and my cadence of my run was jamming to the music and it suddenly became fun. And then when I started having fun, I started talking to myself in a different way instead of thinking about the metrics and the getting all fucking, you know, nerdy about it. I started having fun and talking to myself kindly, like you got this, you can do this. This run feels amazing. Isn't it awesome that you are here in this moment running like your feet and and just being very present in it and telling myself, you're not going to give up. You've got this. And I just spoke to myself completely differently. And I realized that somehow along the way of training, I had lost the joy and the fun of running. It became much more tactical and, like I said, nerdy about it, you know? It wasn't for the fun of it. And part of the reason I like doing half marathons or I like running is that I absolutely hate running. (laughs) I do not enjoy running. What I enjoy is the fresh air. I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy the journey to the completion of the goal. It's so much more about the journey than it is the actual act of running, right? So I was like, oh, the joy is back. I I remember now, like, this is supposed to be fun. And I just like took a deep breath and put my chest up, my chest up and, and positioned my body in a way that the run just became natural and much more enjoyable instead of just stressed and like poor postured and, and tight and, and tense. The second story is uh, my dad is my next door neighbor, which has its perks. It also has its downsides sometimes. Uh, But one of the benefits is that I get to hang out with him whenever I want. And I also have a built-in handyman if anything breaks. So uh, I often order Dunkin' Donuts now that I'm working from home because... Sorry, my phone just went off. Uh, Because I'm working from home and, you know, you don't get to like walk to the coffee shop the way that you did when you're in the office. And so I have become a much more frequent Uber Eats person. I probably order a little bit too much Uber Eats, if I'm being honest. It's like a two times a week, maybe more. So if you ever want to get me a gift or anything, Uber Eats, come sponsor us because I am like, feel like I'm solely funding your efforts. Okay. So Uber Eats, Dunkin' Donuts. And so I like to get my dad coffee and a donut as like a surprise. So I'll pop over and be like, good morning. And I just like drop off his Americano and I get him a little bit of sugar because the guy doesn't eat much sugar. And he just is like over the moon when I do that. And the other day he's like, oh, so uh, did you get any Dunkin'? I was going to ask if you got any. Now he's become accustomed to it. I've spoiled the guy. Uh, But bringing him, so I go over the other day. It's a Saturday because normally I don't order Dunkin' Donuts on 
Saturday, but I go over and I did a double whammy. I got breakfast burritos, Dunkin' Donuts, coffee, and donuts. So I knock on his door and I'm like, good morning. And like, oh, and he's like, oh, what's this? And it's like a bigger bag than usual. And he's like so freaking excited about it. So I drop it off and I just got so much joy from seeing my dad be so excited about such a little thing. And I thought to myself, you know, normally when I'm in a relationship, I don't spend as much time with my parents or spending time with my dad like that. Because normally on a Saturday, I would be out with a significant other or I'm traveling or I'm like doing a variety of things. And it brought me so much gratitude to be in that moment that I'm in a season of being single and having my dad be my next door neighbor, uh, that it was cool. It's cool to be in the season where my focus and attention is in a season of family and friends. And I, I, I thought that was so cool. And if I had been in a relationship, you know, when you're in a relationship, your partner becomes your other focus. And sometimes other people get deprioritized just because that's the nature of relationships. You're bringing somebody in, um, to prioritize. And so that got me thinking into now Valentine's day, right? And Valentine's day is similar to the two stories I just told you. My run could have been a complete shit show had I kept going down a rabbit hole of negative self-talk and my uh, interaction with my dad could have been completely insignificant and not special at all uh, had I not been aware of it and had, you know, the self-awareness to be appreciative of it. So in both of these situations, I had to look for the good, right? So there's this idea, it's called um, self-affirming bias, that essentially we look for things to affirm the beliefs or the values or the things that we are thinking or believing uh, to affirm, again, <laughs> what we're thinking. Uh, so the thing is, is that most of us use self-affirming bias in a negative manner. We don't think of it as a tool for changing the way that we see the world or changing our perspective. So in the case of Valentine's Day, instead of looking at it in a way to affirm all these negative thoughts that you have about yourself and your single singledom, singleness, uh, you could look for things to affirm that you're exactly where you are meant to be and that you are doing all the things that are necessary to move your life forward and progress. Now, if you're in a relationship, this can also work in a negative or a positive way. Negative examples. You have a significant other. Let's say you guys live together and you are a heterosexual woman dating a man. He gets out of the shower and instead of grabbing the towel and getting dried inside of the shower, he decides to step out of the shower onto the bath mat and drench the bath mat and then grab his towel and then exit the bathroom, leaving the bath mat completely drenched and soaked. And you think to yourself, he already knows I hate that and he keeps on doing it. He must be doing this to piss me off. Or he's mad that I didn't load the dishwasher last night or that I left my protein cup and uh, it's all like gunky and gross and I didn't rinse it out in time and I left it in the dishwasher. He did it on purpose, right? That's what you're thinking. However, if you use this in the positive light, you would say, oh man, I bet you that he was so busy this morning. He was late to work and he totally didn't even think about the bath mat. I'm sure it was just an accident. 
And I, I'm sure that when I go load, when I go look at the dishwasher, he's already unloaded it and he's such a kind, great human, right? Oh, and look at that. He bought bagels and I didn't even ask him to buy bagels or he paid the gas and I didn't even have to ask him to do that, right? Like you start to look for things that affirm that your significant other is actually a good human and the bath mat incident is just an isolated thing. It doesn't, it's not, it's not as bad as you think it is, right? But you have to tweak and look for things to affirm your thoughts. If you're constantly seeking things to affirm your negative thoughts, well, you're going to get what you look for, right? That's why there's that whole idea of like the power of positive thinking and the law of attraction. It's because it's psychologically something that you are doing to affirm what you are thinking. And that's also why goal setting is so important because it puts your brain waves in the trajectory of the things that you want. And then you seek things to affirm that belief or that goal. So how cool is that, that now you can use this for yourself on Valentine's Day? Whether you're in a relationship or you're single, I want you to take this time, this date, February 14th, to be a affirming holiday for the things that you want. So let's take it if you're taken and you've been in a relationship for a long time. And let's say you're not exactly as in love as you were. You've thought about leaving it. Maybe it's even a marriage and it's a little bit freaking stale. Instead of looking for ways that your significant other is going to disappoint you this holiday, how about you look for ways in the day-to-day up to now or up to that date that they are doing things that affirm that they are in this relationship with you. And like maybe write a list of like 15 things that they do that are super small or big that they do on the day-to-day or find ways that you can affirm them in a way that shows that you care, shows that you love them. Um, and, and just see how you can change that perspective and create actions that affirm the complete opposite of negativity, right? It's like, how can I do as many things possible that attract goodness on the single side? Dude, if you're single, this is so much easier than you think. Okay. Let's say you go to a coffee shop and someone smiles at you. That is an affirming thought, okay? They just checked you out and smiled because you're an attractive human being. Or let's say you're on the apps and you're swiping and you get a match. That means somebody connected with you and liked you back, okay? Because I know the swiping game can be very aggravating and frustrating and people get ghosted and it's... It's heavy, but think about it. Like the fact that people are swiping on you and you're matching is great. Also think about all the people that swiped on you and you didn't swipe on them. Oh, doesn't that hurt your heart? There's all these people that liked you. You didn't like, like how affirming is that? (laughs) You just rejected a bunch of people because you're a a little bit of a diva or diva. What's the male version of diva? Uh, You're a little bit of an elitist and you know, you, you, you got to pick and choose who you like. So that's that's ways that you can affirm as well. Now, the second part of this, if you go back to my story, is that I made running fun. And I think what people miss a lot, regardless of what status you're in of single or taken, is making things fun again. Like being single, it can be super duper fun. Being in a relationship can be super duper fun too. It's the choice that we make as to how we want to approach it that makes it fun or not, right? So I made a list of single and taken and all the fun things or opportunities that come from each of these. So I will go down the list for single people. Okay. 
You have freedom. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You don't have to check in with anybody. You can go with whoever you want. You can date multiple people at the same freaking time. You also have financial liberty. You can do whatever you want with your money. You can spend it. You can buy anything in the world your heart desires. You can save it. You don't have to worry about a significant other and their spending habits and how much they spent on that and whether or not they're buying you things and whether or not you're buying them things. And like, you don't have to worry about all of that. It's just you, baby girl, baby boy. There's boys on this who listen. So hello, boys. I'm, I'm shouting you out too. Uh, The third thing that I wrote down is that you have time for friends. You don't get so busy with your significant other that you haven't seen like some of your friends for ages. You have so much time to develop really great relationships and go on girls trips or guys trips. You get to go to bachelorette parties and like everybody that, you know, you see at the club or at the bar is fair game. You don't have a significant other to worry about. Um, Well, your family, that's the other thing. You get to spend more time with your family, deliver some Dunkin' Donuts to your mom or dad. Uh, You get to spend time with your nieces and nephews and just really relish the people in your life that are close to you. It's really like being single is such a season for that that I don't think a lot of people foster and cultivate. It's like, this is so cool. You get to spend time with your friends and family in ways that in the future when you have your own family and your own partner, it won't be as easy, right? Like your priorities will be competing. And at this time you can just literally relish it all in. And I just think that is incredible. The next thing is that you get to focus on your dreams and goals, just yours. You get to build that up into whatever the heck you want without being distracted by anybody else's. It's just your dreams and your goals. Like this is the freaking time to hit go and go after all of those things. The next thing is that you get to explore who you are. You get to decide the things that you like or don't like. You get to um, really examine the values and the beliefs that you have and really get to build your character at this time. You also get to pick up hobbies or drop hobbies or like literally become any person you want without somebody like kind of giving you a side eye or critiquing you because they know you really well. And right now, if you want, you could pick up piano and then tomorrow you could pick up freaking HTML coding. And then you're like, actually not into the HTML coding. I think I'm going to go be an axe thrower for on the weekends or, you know what I mean? Like you can literally pick up anything you want. The next thing is quiet time. And I don't think a lot of people think about this. When you're single, you can take a bath and no one's going to bother you. Or you can watch TV and you don't have to like wait for anybody to finish binge watching a series. You can just watch the whole series by yourself and you don't have to like pretend you've already, you know, you don't have to pretend that you haven't seen this episode already when you watch it with your significant other. The other thing is if you're not married and you don't have kids, this quiet time is like magic too. Cause you don't have a kid trying to knock on your door when you're trying to pee or poop. People don't think about that either. So like single girls and men seeing all your friends who are having babies and getting married. Remember, They don't always get to pee and poop by themselves. Okay, now moving along to if you're taken, the fun part about being taken is that you may not have all the freedom, but you've got a partnership. You've got somebody that you can do things with. You have a a life partner to do cool stuff with, somebody to call when something exciting happens, somebody who checks in on you, somebody who brings you, you know, your favorite meal when you've had a bad day. Um, The next thing is, financial planning. You get to plan your finances with somebody else. That's double the income. That's double the opportunity to invest in things like that's pretty freaking cool. 
So if you're in a relationship and you're looking at your single friends, like, oh my gosh, like they have it so easy. They don't have to worry about this. There's no stress. Like they get to hook up with whoever they want. And you're just thinking about all the physicality that single people get. Don't forget about the partnership and the financial planning that you get to do. The next thing is you get to get new friends and new family. And that's pretty exciting, right? Because hopefully your significant other has cool friends and cool family. (laughs) And if not, well, I'm going to have to deal with that. Uh, But having a new circle of friends, you get to meet new people, you get to learn more, have new experiences, learn from a variety of people, build your network. Like It's really cool to get to interact with all of these new amazing people. The next thing is you get to encourage somebody else's dreams and goals. And if you're married or, you know, in a serious relationship, you get to build those together and you have somebody who encourages you and supports you in your dreams and goals. Now you may not get to do it all by yourself, but you get to have again, that partnership with somebody. The next thing is that you get to test and maybe even discover what your values and your character and your identity is in partnership. So you spend a lot of your time in single life discovering that and building that so that when you get into a relationship, you get to test that out. Is this really the type of life that I want? Are these values really important to me? Or maybe some of these things aren't as important to me as I once thought because I have a partner who values this more so I can compromise and, you know, focus on something else or, um, just kind of compromise the different things that are important in order to build a partnership. Now, the last one is you don't get quiet time, but you do get partner time and play time. So you get the physicality, you get the emotional connection, you get hopefully a spiritual and intellectual connection, and you also get to watch Netflix and binge watch series with somebody who's hopefully not going to watch them without you. And I think that is quite the kicker. So yeah, those are my two tips for you guys for Valentine's day is to be relishing in the fun stage of regardless of whatever status you're in, right? There's fun to be had in each of these statuses and we shouldn't be getting tied up in all the negative self-affirming bias of what each of those stages may bring. Cause I feel like being in a relationship can be glamorized a lot, but there's relationships are hard. Marriages are hard. They take a lot of work. They take a lot of compromise. And I know on Instagram and on Facebook, you're seeing all your committed friends look like they're having the best time of their life. But behind the scenes, people are having arguments behind the scenes. People are cheating on each other. People are just not that happy sometimes, or they're, you know, spending a little too much time on X-rated websites and not enough X-rated time with their partner, or, uh, they're contemplating leaving their relationship, or there's just like a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that your happy-go-lucky committed friends and people are going through that they're just not going to talk about. Uh, and, and so I want to remind you that, if you're in a committed relationship and you're going through all those sticky things, like, yeah, it's hard, but there's also all these other beautiful things and fun things that you get to relish in or give attention to or focus on that you might have thought may not have thought of. And instead of thinking of Valentine's as this like Hallmark holiday, instead think of it as an opportunity to make it fun again and to focus on the little things that they do for you and the little things that you can do for them. And then on the single side, like 
girl, get out there. It is fun to be single. You get to go and flirt with whoever you want. You get to do all of these fun things. So don't look at Valentine's Day as this like depressing thing where you have to go get wine and chocolate and like eat it by yourself because you're a loser that you're not in a relationship. Like, no, everything is fine. Just because you're single on Valentine's Day doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means that this is the stage that you're in and freaking enjoy it. It's fun and it has value. And the only thing that you need to do is focus on that self-affirming bias in the right direction that confirms that you are exactly where you are meant to be and that everything is going to work out exactly as it should. So with that, I hope that you have a fantastic Valentine's. I hope that you make it super fun. I hope that you get laid because I will not be. (laughs) Uh, I know it's a little crude for me to say that, but in reality, you know, I'm sex positive. I think people should be having sex. Uh, Yeah. So I hope that you have a fantastic Valentine's day. You make it fun and that you just enjoy the little things of it all and that you look for the good, no matter what stage in life that you're in, that you just look for all the ways that life is working for you and not against you. Everything happens for a reason and it's all happening for you, not to you. Happy Valentine's Day. I love yous. Bye. you made it to the end of the episode that must mean you're my type of girl and you're vibing with this podcast yay toy g writes i love what you're doing it's so important to show christian women in this way because it's much more real and relatable picture than what our society usually sees of christianity so glad i found this podcast Have you written a review yet? What are you waiting for? That's the only way we're going to get the message out and help other badass women feel empowered and not alone for breaking Christian girl stereotypes. So whip out your iTunes account, type in faith and other F words and rate this please with a comment. I read every single one can't wait to see your reviews. Thank you so much for getting the message out. I appreciate you and love you so freaking much.